0: This episode of Gore is brought to you by Demon Be Gone. Can't get that demon banished to hell fast enough? Try Demon Be Gone with our patented no-residue safe for the environment aerosol spray. When When you got got a a demon demon invading your space, space, spray Demon Demon Be Gone gone and spit spit in his face. Now in new Alien Away scent. (laughs) Good evening, and welcome to Gore, a horror podcast to keep you up at night. I'm the Wicked Kitten who is getting into mischief, and with me, as always, are my creepy co-hosts, the lovely Travis. Well, hi there. The endearing, the ethereal Fay. Hi, hi. And lastly, the dread you've been feeling since you hit play on this podcast. Dreadly. Hello. It's been a couple of weeks, so let's play our usual game of what you doing, what you're watching. How you been, Travis?
1: Uh, aside from work ramping up and being rather insane, because it always is at the end of the year, um, it, with the holidays and everything, I, was, I spent a lot of time on um, projects and gifts as I was finishing those up for family and friends. So I didn't get a ton of time to just watch things, but I... Um, did watch a couple of pretty fun spy movies back to back for wait You haven't seen, I watched three days of the condor and then I followed that up by watching condor man, which if you haven't ever seen condor man is possibly the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, It's a 1981. No, not at all. Um, Although condor man does reference three days of the condor because in it, a guy works at the CIA and he tells somebody else, look, not everybody at the agency looks like Robert Redford. Um, but, uh, Condor man is a, is a 1981 Disney live action movie about a comic book creator who ends up working for the CIA in Europe, uh, doing missions, uh, while he's working on his comic book for his character, Condor man, including at one point, uh, wearing a, uh, Airbrushed feather, like feathers are airbrushed on the flight suit, and he has giant wings and he flies away. It's uh it's incredible. Uh, and I I highly suggest you find it. It's not it, you can rent it at a couple places, it's cheese as all hell. Um, and I loved every second of it. I cackled laughing while watching parts of it. It was fantastic. Um, so those are the big ones. I'm going through watching The Pretender as well. Um as I'm on the treadmill every day. So that's still still happening and still quite a bit of fun. I did play a couple games, though. Um, I started up Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines again.
2: Yay. Because
1: uh, I haven't played that in... God, I played it when it came out. I actually wrote a review for it back then. Um, and I think I played around with it like once after that, but it's been well over 10 years since I've even looked at it. So that was fun to install and start playing again. The game's still fun. Um, I'm hoping that there, the sequel will actually get done. Um, we'll see. I'm
2: supposedly fall of next year or this year,
1: right? But it was also supposed to be February of last year. Um, yeah, and then like That's March. That's why I or,
2: said supposedly
1: year or two before. <laughs> so uh, it's been like it, it was stuck in development hell, and then they basically just got a new developer and started from the ground up again. Um, so who knows? But. I'm hopeful because I loved the first game. um, And I've also been playing a lot of uh, Ship of Fools still. That game is just fun. It's so silly and dumb. And I I love every second of it.
0: Ship, ship, ship. ship. Not
1: saying that I sing that a lot while I'm playing it, but I might (laughs) sing that a lot while I'm playing it.
0: (laughs) That's all I think of whenever I I hear the name or I see you playing because apparently for whatever reason everything wants to tell me what you're playing all the time. I don't It's like, your friend is now playing, you know, what is it? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know what games people are playing on Steam. That's all I'm saying. Not you specifically, but in general, Steam, stop it. I don't want to know what they're doing.
3: How will you know if it's playing dirty games?
0: That's because the name is usually, you know, like... Uh, your friend Luigi is playing with himself or something, you know? Like, in some weird... <laughs> uh,
3: what version of Steam do you have? <laughs> I'm just saying, also. it
0: tells me because the, on the friends list thing it pops up a name and it's like whoever is playing oh, whatever. Why? So if they're playing, you know, like, Whips and Chains Part 2, Extra Whipped Cream, you know, like... Oh, I, I like see that. that. I want to know if that's a game. <laughs>
3: How angry would she be if she saw a little thing pop up now that we're starting to play games?
2: Stop telling the gay people the games <laughs> I play.
0: <laughs> Faye. <laughs> how, how, how are you? How are habit- yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm paying attention. Actually
2: getting better rested because work is slowing down oh, and uh, me. letting me take a breath even. Uh, I've actually been watching a lot of shows and a couple of movies. Uh, On Netflix, I started started watching Obliterated, which is a really weird series. Uh, Basically, a bunch of top-end military people uh, saved the world by by stopping terrorists from blowing up uh, Las Vegas. With a mm-hmm. nuclear uh, bomb. So they enjoy a party with all the drugs and paraphernalia. <laughs> Turns out they didn't actually get the bomb, it was a decoy. So now Uh-oh. they've got to, while wasted, find the actual bomb and disarm it
0: <laughs> in Las Vegas. Well, wow. uh, <laughs> that seems like work. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: it's interesting it's it's fun it, it it's really why the hell are you guys doing this type of stuff <laughs> uh i also watched uh 65 which mm, is yeah. the uh the the uh what's his name adam driver yes where where he's he's it, in the future or maybe it's in the past I oh yeah it is in the past because it's dinosaurs uh, that's kind of <laughs> fun
1: uh, Adam, Adam Driver versus future. dinosaurs
2: yep well protecting a little girl uh, also watch Knights of Zodiac Knights of the Zodiac uh, which is based on the anime a Saint Seiya mm. skip it if you enjoyed the series, the original series, skip it. I was screaming the entire time.
1: I mean, I can't say that I enjoyed the original series because I'm hearing those words for the first time as you mentioned them. So,
2: Well, it was also known as Ronin Warriors in the
1: U.S.
0: From the 80s.
1: Okay, I may have heard of it then, but I never watched it. Maybe. Yeah.
0: So Maybe. now she's uh, telling you to go watch the show, even though she just watched the movie. That's her real it's, recommendation it's,
2: for you. I mean <laughs> it's a shown in series, so I mean it it's like early Dragon Ball. But it's with the with Warriors of the Zodiac and Athena and all of them. Uh also watched Marvel's What If season two. Oh nice. I watched all of it. Oh, it was so good. I'm happy. I like where it's leading. Yeah,
0: I where I hope just, it's leading. <laughs> I just finished season one. Soon I'll start season two. Yeah. I also watched uh,
2: more anime adaptations. Uh, Yo-Yo Hakucho. Um, I have my opinions on it. But watch it and see if you enjoy it. I also st- probably stupidly started a rewatch of Supernatural, so I'll <laughs> see you in That's five not years. Stupid. <laughs>
1: wait, wait! What the
0: fuck
2: Just because of the length? Oh, <laughs> uh, And I've been playing a new uh, JRPG. Uh, I guess it's new to me, but it's not new, new. Uh, Legend of Heroes, Trails from Zero. Hmm. And I think I've already broken it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Okay. (laughs) That's what I've been doing.
0: Wow, you've been keeping busy with your time off. I like to hear you watching and playing a lot more stuff than working, though. I'd like a better balance. (laughs) Because the paycheck would like a better balance. (laughs) Okay. I would take a smaller paycheck if I could, you know, have more fun. gently <laughs> hi. Have you I- been two weeks with your stuff? How are you? How are you doing? Hello. I'm
3: doing. I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.
0: What have you been watching?
3: Well, I have been watching a lot of things. Uh, so I'll start with what I've been playing, because that's shorter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought mine was long. Jiggity. <laughs> uh, well, that's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll get through um, it. Playing. Uh, I've been playing some XCOM, because uh, why not? Uh, I felt some... Turn based strategy gaming. Um, also, did some come on and conquer, which is the complete opposite of turn based. Uh, might have been nostalgic for that
0: one. <laughs> is it straight line based or like? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: uh-huh. Shut up. Uh, and on stream, I started uh, for the- for a change at GRPG, I guess. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, (laughs) I've started Final Fantasy VIII because that was the only (laughs) one left. And I uh, skipped that. (laughs) Um, you know... It's not the worst game ever. The junction system is not a good implementation of a system. Um, And there's some stuff that I hate because... for example, re-equipping all shit whenever you go to an, into a dream and come back from a dream. <sighs> Don't forget but, the draw. Oh yeah, drawing. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Uh, but yeah, that, good story. Bad I'm gameplay, in my story, opinion. <laughs> and I have to admit that this might be my favorite in music because all the songs in this game are just great. Kick at so, yeah. Uh, making my way through that one uh, on stream. Uh, so sort of come laugh at me for drawing a lot of magic for no reason <laughs> whatsoever.
2: Draw, 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 draw. <laughs> there yeah. are ways around, around that, uh, uh, apparently, but
3: I just couldn't play that game. I, I, I'm just playing the game as is, so you'll know, we'll see. Uh I did kill a T-Rex. So I'm proud of that. Uh that's about it for gaming. Uh watching stuff. I have uh, caught up on Doctor Who. Uh nice. minus the last because there was apparently a Christmas episode which I that one I have to watch yet, but I'm still so there. And I have to say that uh the giggle episode um that was fucking great.
2: Great. Your cares. I
3: love it. <laughs> uh, and it's no secret, but Tenant is my favorite doctor, so <laughs>
2: it's a lot of people's favorite.
0: Yep. I mean, have you seen the man? <laughs> oh
3: yeah. All on the- uh speaking of men, uh, we've also uh, caught up with the boys, finished all three seasons. Also linking into Supernatural there for a (laughs) fact. Jensen Ackles is... uh,
0: Uh, uh, Yes, we watched the first three seasons in anticipation of the fourth season coming out soon. But also we're about to jump into Gen V. um, Mm. Because that is the spinoff series which i've actually seen all of these things already i'm just making him watch them now <laughs> and i really i really enjoy the boys i really like the darker uh mm-hmm. themed superheroes and stuff like that i just i like the edge to it and it's getting
3: me lots of new samples to use
0: ha <laughs>
3: which i want put here cuz
0: we would we i can always edit it out <laughs> you want to play them awesome. your favorite
3: okay okay
2: he just gobbles that vagina right up. Nom 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 mm. nom
3: nom 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 nom. And it's well. even better when you see it because she's making the- She
0: does like a little like oh, nom, <bunun laughs> nom, um, Davis,
3: uh, I should make a gif of that as well. Or an
0: email. <sighs> that poor girl.
3: I should do. It. Uh and we've also continued watching Cheers, where we have done two full seasons and we're now on yes. season three.
0: We just Cheers. introduced him to Dr. Fraser Crane. Oh uh, yes.
3: Yes. Uh still great. Um uh, I hate Karma. She's a bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she just like look, okay, I've never noticed this before until this watch through. But she instigates people doing terrible things. Like, she teases um, Cliff because he won't stand up to some guy that he doesn't need to stand up to. Like, Cliff was being annoying, because that's his character, right? And the dude was just like, I don't like you or whatever, and blah blah blah. Cliff goes over and he goes, hey man, you know, whatever, and I'll buy you a beer. Like, he was super nice. And the guy was like, I don't like you. I'm fine. He's a jerk. Cliff's a nice guy, even if he's a little annoying sometimes. Um, but that was all it needed to be. But Carla had to come over and be like, oh, you need to stand up to him and you need to do this, that and the other thing. And it was like, you didn't need to do that. Nobody needs to feel inclined to fight some stranger in a bar. Like she just that's what she does. She instigates yeah. everybody feeling terrible and needing to live up to some weird standard. Yeah.
3: And at first she was making mean jokes uh, to, to what's her name? Jesus Diane. Christ. Diane.
0: Doian,
3: Doian. <laughs> uh Which I appreciate. I like the, <laughs> that kind of humor, but she quickly went like all the way, like uh, we should kill her. Oh, she should be dead. Oh, she was
0: like, Jesus Christ. Chill. Yeah. Chill. Like it, she flipped a switch at some point because at first they just didn't kind of like each other, and then all of a sudden it was she friggin despises her. oh my God
3: uh, but yeah uh and I also I watched the movies. I finally watched a Super Mario Brothers movie uh which was fine fun I liked it
2: <laughs> yeah, everybody watched the dinosaur.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. Oh wait, the <laughs> wrong one.
0: <laughs> I love the '90s this one. Was, uh, I don't care what anybody says. Th-
3: this was uh, with the peaches song. Man.
0: Millions of peaches,
3: peaches,
2: peaches, 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 peaches,
3: peaches, peaches. peaches. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, if I watched Thanksgiving a bit late, but uh, got to see that one. Uh, i was uh overall a good movie fun, but I was seriously disappointed they cut out one particular scene that was <laughs> in the trailer oh god like, trailer trailer from grindhouse and
0: i no they just in. they uh, th- look they just they changed it it was it no. That wasn't the only inappropriate thing that they changed slightly to be more middle of the ground road thing. And look, I think it worked to their benefit because I feel like this still hurt a lot. (laughs) It just wasn't as gross as what you wanted. That's all I'm saying. We're not going to go into detail about it, but let's just say it involved a trampoline and a knife. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
1: I don't like where that's going. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, the sounds, knife was just, just jumping bang. up and down on the trampoline. And the song.
3: <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it was saying, Wee! <laughs> uh, uh Furthermore, uh, I have uh, finally seen John Wick. One, two, and three. Yay! No, so you're three quarters of the way there. Exactly. Uh, those movies are great fun. And it's always nice to see uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Morpheus... Uh, Together in a movie,
1: <laughs> I love I love Lawrence Fishburne in those movies. His character yeah. is just awesome. Oh yeah! Oh, and that we one s- pigeon was cute.
0: We see <laughs> <his What>? pigeons. <laughs> we still have to get to that fourth one, but we yes, we're-
3: uh, which uh, I I like to point out that at the end on John Wick Three, John Wick is dead. Period. He's yeah. dead. The end. Dead. Look. Yeah. No way. Dead. <laughs>
1: Like, no no no, uh we like I so I've gone over I've reviewed all four of those on my show and one of the things I talked about it was uh by the end of 3 what you realize is that John Wick is a barbarian with like a 20 <laughs> constitution and he he just he, like he just wills himself to be alive. Yeah.
0: Cuz like we it's went back and like trust to me. Die. I said the <laughs> same thing when he falls it's like We we slowed it down to watch as he hit. Like I'm like, okay, well he hits this thing and it's kind of flat. He could be okay, but when he hits the uh, the fire escape, (laughs) that's when I'm like, his spine is broken. Like there's no way. (laughs) Like
2: he's a barbarian monk.
3: (laughs) You can break your spine and he heals. He Uh,
0: heals that fast. (laughs) Yeah,
3: but they show it on purpose. Like
0: bang, 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 bang.
3: (laughs) bang. Oh yeah. Oh no. You feel it. Yeah. The, the only explanation I have is that during all these movies, he's been hit by more cars than anyone mm. in history. So maybe <laughs> oh, he has a tolerance wait. for it. Uh, <laughs> you haven't
1: watched four yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Neither have <laughs> I. Oh. I, to,
1: I it's not a spoiler, but there is, an, it, it's, no. it, there is an entire scene that takes place around the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. It would have been a spoiler if he had said he
3: wasn't hit by a car in one of these (laughs) movies. I expect this. (laughs) There are things I expect. Yes. (laughs) And uh, speaking of cars, we had our monthly Patreon movie night and we watched Christine. Yes. Yes, Which which is also a segue in today's movie, by the way. Many segues with this.
0: Actually, it's funny because if you think about it. And I didn't even think about this until later, I guess. But the movie that we watched for the New Year's movie, technically, right? It was Christine because it's like the last scene of it happens in New Year's, basically. And the movie that we covered, the last movie for Christmas that we covered was End of Days that takes place. Or no, that was the New Year's movie, right? The New Year's movie that we did, I'm sorry, that was End of Days and that takes place on New Year's Eve with a girl named Christine mm-hmm. and I was like huh
3: And you, well, we you all knew this. this in advance and you planned this like this right yeah
0: now? I totally planned this I mean yeah. cause yeah. like I wanted to see if any of you guys would
1: notice yep. this Wicked's yeah. over there playing 4D chess on us <laughs> yep.
0: yep checkmate my friend um <laughs> Jeez, bitch <laughs> Ah, uh, you know where I was going. Ah.
3: Ah. Uh. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's about it for me.
0: Yes. So I, you know, you know, I went through the whole Marvel universe a little bit back, and so I was randomly looking through stuff, and uh, and I ended up finding the Flash. So I watched the Flash, uh. and I enjoyed the movie. Wait, no. And then wrong, wrong flash. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a better> flash. <laughs> and then, and then, so I went and I, I was looking at, um, I decided to watch black Adam, which was a mistake for many different reasons. Um, but, uh, but then I was like, Oh, well maybe I'll go through, uh, uh the Batman, the whole thing. Cause I've never seen the Superman movie. I've never seen the, oh. Justice League movie, see <laughs> yeah. I've only seen like the both one, the both Wonder Woman movies. I've no seen both Wonder seen Woman movies. movies, the Aquaman movie, and I think that's about it.
2: So you saw the better films
0: <laughs> somehow randomly. I just did, <laughs> but so I'm like maybe I'll go back and watch them. And then I, I was talking to to Scott and Brian, and they were telling me about some issues with the person that plays the Flash. And so I had to look it up, and I'm like, oh, crap. Like, who who would have thought there'd be two situations on both the DC and the Marvel side with people doing some crazy, shady-ass shit to mess up characters? So, are actors out there, like, get your shit together. Stop, yeah. being, stop being shitty. Like, you get to do, like, one of the greatest jobs, right? Like, stop being shitty. (sighs) Not that you're listening to the show, but you know. The end. What else did I watch? Oh. No, I think that's it. But I think it's about that time to peek around that corner and give you some of the highlights of horror news.
2: It's mixing Mickey Mouse Week. <laughs>
3: mm. <laughs> you got Winnie the Pooh. Now you're getting Mickey.
0: Mickey the Pooh.
1: Mickey the. That poo? would be better than what we're getting.
3: Well, maybe they'll <laughs> do a Mickey versus Pooh. Oh God!
2: <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure it's already on somebody's It'll list happen. to write a script yeah. for it.
1: It was, what, like, hours after things went public domain that you started seeing the Steamboat Willie uh, horror movies and games? Like, it was the day of.
0: Yep. People were waiting for it. They knew it was coming. And ever since, like, the the re-release of... of, My brother was telling me when they... A, a few years ago they had like the old Mickey stuff re-released or redone or something like there were new. He's like some of these episodes, these, these Mickey mouse cartoons are dark as hell. Like they're really darkly themed. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, just you wait. Cause I knew this day would come.
1: And what, you know, one of the, one of the things to remember is that, uh, it's only a couple of iterations of Mickey mouse that is actually in public domain. It's, it's basically steamboat Willie and like one other cartoon that entered public domain. But it's not Mickey Mouse in total. You can't you can't use just any Mickey Mouse uh, yeah. type of cartoon. Like you couldn't use him from Fantasia or you couldn't use him from whatever. Um, but uh, I'm just very tired of, oh, something's in public domain. Quick, let's do the edgy, you know, the Edgelord horror movie version of it. Because it's just... They feel lazy, I think is the, oh. the thing that is annoying about it. Like, oh, we're going to take this thing that was wholesome from your childhood and try to make it edgy and dark and gritty. And it's like, it's fucking Steamboat willy. It is the least edgy thing possible. You're not clever for doing that. I'm sorry.
3: I mean, the the one trailer I saw of uh, Mickey's Mouse Trap is basically just a slasher with, where the killer wears a Mickey mask. That That's it.
0: And that that could be okay.
3: Could be okay.
0: Could, you know, it's cannibal. like if you just make a regular slasher movie and it has that to it, then that's different. But whatever blood and honey. Somebody came to me and they're just like, you know what? It's not that bad. And I was like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Because <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Just I, I mean, look, I we
1: all sat through it. Poultry Geist. So, like, <laughs> could it be that bad? Possibly, but unlikely. Um, I just I'm not sure if I want to find out if it's as bad as that or not. I just don't know.
0: Like, uh, as well as being added to the public domain, these movies will now be added to the list of movies. Patrons will have to pay serious (laughs) amounts of money for us to watch. Someday, somebody (laughs) will force it. Look,
1: we'll we'll watch it, but you're going to pay for it.
0: Yeah, you're gonna pay for our therapy. Yep, there's the two movies. It's Mickey's
2: Mouse Trap and Steamboat Willie. There's also a video game called Infestation Origins.
3: Is is it about uh? What is it about rats on a boat, and and Steamboat Willie needs to uh get the business. And, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, what does he do? <sighs> uh, do, do? Do the flute thing? I don't
0: know. I can't uh. wait until Ratatouille <laughs> becomes part of public domain. And it, I'll be dead by then, but I want to see the horror movie that comes out for that.
3: <laughs> but Ratatouille well, is a horror
2: of movie. A, it's, instead of a rat, it'll it'll be some type of alien that looks like a rat that gets into your brain.
3: Mm-hmm. Is it like the Futurama Dingees, yes, are called. I love sure. those; those are my favorite.
2: And in not Mickey Mouse news, uh, it looks like, unfortunately, the uh, oh, what do you call it? Where they the license for yeah. Friday the Thirteenth has ended for the creators of Friday the Thirteenth, the game. So unfortunately, the game is no longer available for purchase. But if you if you if you have it, then you can still keep playing it. But for at least you're not allowed to sell it anymore
0: for a year. That was the sad part that I read when I (laughs) I was like, I have this game. I always want to play. I know there's people that, you know, I could probably hook up with to play, but it's not a lot of people. Like I, I'd have an easier time going and finding people for Dead by Daylight because that game is just—it's amazing. Because I feel like, like Friday the Thirteenth, the game is qu- kind of like the heroes of the storm, you know, compared to the uh, um, the League of Legends, which is Dead by Daylight. Maybe it's the alliteration that helps. <laughs>
1: I mean that Perhaps. certainly doesn't hurt,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> I just realized that, um, but yeah, just, it's really uh, sad. You remember I, I talked about the the puzzle game that I got Friday the Thirteenth, and they lost their license. Mm-hmm. But that one doesn't need the support that goes into like an asymmetrical horror game the way the way this one needs support. So this will have an end date of a year. So if anyone wants to play, let's let's play. Find me
1: just intellectual property copyright law licensing horse shit annoys <laughs> me because this type of thing happens somebody puts time into making a game and then their license runs out and you ju- it just goes away it's why you know certain shows and movies you can't find anywhere because licensing stuff with the music half the time um That's what and, happened to Wake. An- yeah it annoys the hell out of me because it just, it, it stifles creativity in a lot of ways, and it also hurts. It, it can foster some in that it can make you, it can force you to make something new or and or original. But you also can't collaborate and build off of anything. Yeah. Because of the the constant threat that it can just go away at any time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, like the saddest me. thing.
1: And creators should own the rights to the thing they have created yeah. as well. I mean, it's the same yeah. reason, like, it pisses me off that you can't get dogma anywhere uh, on on physical media in the U.S. or streaming services because that bloated piece of shit owns the lo- the rights to it and won't sell them back to Kevin Smith for, except for an exorbitant amount of money. And so that movie is just held in limbo.
2: Yeah. That's why I always hold on to my copy.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I have mine. And that's fine. But it bums me out when stuff like that isn't available just because or streaming services can just get rid of it or the license runs out so it leaves one service to go to another one and you you end up playing whack-a-mole.
0: You were going to say something dreadly.
1: Sorry. Oh,
3: uh, I just think uh it should just be that if you license a game like Friday 13th if you license Friday 13th you should be able to make games for the duration of your license, but then once the games are out, they should just keep the license that games itself shouldn't need a license to exist. Right. Same so with music, you should just license a song to use in a uh, in a game, and that should mm-hmm. be it. You pay for
0: it and, to be
1: used in that game. And yes! It just The same thing in? with shows. Why would you and, have a limit? And the like, thing is, that would have been like, that's logical, that makes sense, I but... Know. The either the business people or the lawyers right. got to figuring out like, oh no, this is a different platform. Oh, this is a different thing. So you have to relicense yeah. so that they could make more money off of it.
0: Of course, because it's all about the money.
3: Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's and that just is just annoying it's good to have uh, stuff on DVD and Blu-ray and all that because that doesn't change. Yeah, because apparently, apparently you now you I didn't children. realize
0: that I should have bought Dogma long ago.
1: I have anyway, yeah.
0: <laughs> Somebody ripped that to your Plex. Anyway, <laughs> just like I, uh, it's going to be a, a constant thing, and it's just sad because if you think about it, the people fighting over the licensing and and all the court cases that have gone on with Friday the Thirteenth, and it's like, if you guys had banded together and actually put some work in this game, it might have had enough of a following. To make serious money. Because games make money. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, but instead you're fighting over this licensing, and now this game is just two games are just dead, basically.
3: And the game goes away, and you don't get paid extra for the license anymore either. Like,
0: yeah, that was pretty cool. No one won. Yeah. And the players lose. I know people who love the aesthetic of Friday the 13th over Dead by Daylight, but.
1: No, I'm, I'm with Dread, though, and the way it should work is that when you have created something, that thing, you paid the license to create the thing, and now you can have that. Yeah. And yeah. there you go. I mean, that's how it should be. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like,
3: especially music can be important to a medium, so mm-hmm. just... You could say, oh, it just replays a yeah. song. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work. Like, Married with Children, Love and mm-hmm. Marriage. And then suddenly, season I don't know how much, it's a entirely different song. And you're like, you that does not fit. <laughs> That's not.
0: Like, no. The only point to watch Bosom Buddies is to listen to the opening theme song with that, you know, that, I don't care what you do. Da-da-da-da-da. That's a great song in that moment. Yeah,
1: or, I mean, the, the opening of Chuck, right? With cake, short wow. skirt, long jacket. Like I know a lot of people, that's what they equate that song to is the show Chuck. That's just how they know it. And that's, they know it's that show because they hear that music. And it's the risk you take when using a licensed song in your thing, but it shouldn't be that risky. And you shouldn't yeah. have to worry about that. Anyway. Rant over oh, you heard the it here. Change your ways, you bastards.
3: Or else. Exactly. Yes. And now for tonight's feature presentation.
0: Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year.
3: Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
0: I got us a little present. Oh, what is it? A one-week vacation ticket. To- Antarctica. I'm sorry, what? It'll be fun! We can relax, enjoy the cold, have a barbecue?
3: I don't know. I'm not a fan of the cold. We're going. Okay, okay. No need to bite my head off.
1: Is it safe to stay there? I mean, what if something happens and we need help?
0: What if I bite your arms off? Right here.
1: I mean, that's a valid... Wait, what?
0: How are we even going to get there? I booked us a flight on Norwegian Airways.
2: Well, okay then. We'll make the best of it.
0: That's the spirit. Exactly. We're going to bring lots of spirits. Oh, and one more thing. Hope y'all don't mind me bringing my dog along. His name's Jid. You've You've got to be fucking kidding.
1: kidding.
0: The Thing is a 1982 science fiction horror film directed by John Carpenter from a screenplay by Bill Lancaster, based on the 1938 John W. Campbell Jr. novella, Who Goes There? And it gets his name from the prior adaptation of the story, The Thing from Another World, or the movie that we covered last year. (laughs) That made me laugh. The film stars Kurt Russell, Keith David, T.K. Carter, David Clennon, Richard Dys- Dysart, Charles Hallahan, Peter Maloney, Richard Mazar, David Moffat, Joel Polis, Thomas G. Waits, and A. Wilford Brimley as the Oatmeal Man. This movie has a lot of people in it for such a small cast. <laughs> Uh, and that's my one critical note of the movie because uh, I just fucking adore this iconic movie, and I think we all do. So there's no, there's no question. But uh, for three questions in this episode, I'm gonna do a very quick um... shit. Where did my note go? Ah. A very quick, who do you think you are in this movie? Or, you know, which character are you most like? So, Travis, who do you think you are in this movie?
1: Look, I mean, the obvious answer I want to be is Kurt Russell. I want to be McCready because <laughs> he's got he gets to fly the pi- the chopper. Right. He has his own shack. He has an amazing hat. That hat is a character into itself. Um, but le- let's face it, I-, I ain't no Kurt Russell, even though I have I have plenty of beard to be McCready. Um, but I mean, it, I'm totally Windows, right? I'm just gonna get <laughs> shit beat out of me all the time.
0: Oh, poor Windows. Um, Wait, I wish I had a pen on me. Okay, so we're going to uh, we're gonna get that d twenty out again, and we're gonna roll. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one in handy, or should I use mine? You have yours. Okay, I trust Faye. Okay, she's gonna roll for you. Ten. Okay, ten. Who you actually are in this movie is uh, you are a copper who uh, bleeds to death after your forearms get bitten off by the Norse thing. In the mm-hmm. best scene in the movie. Yes, you are in the best scene of the movie.
1: Yeah. You're, uh, I mean I arms do do deep in it. Could, yep. could have been worse, I guess.
0: <laughs> Faye, who do you think you are in this movie? Say the closest would be Childs. Yeah, that actually makes sense. All right, roll your. <laughs> uh, no hesitation.
1: I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Roll did, your D twenty. Wait did
1: did Wicked just call you an asshole?
0: Because an asshole. No, we love Childs though.
1: No, we love Keith David. We don't like Childs. Childs we is like a
0: Childs, dick. Well, but he's a nice dick. What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my
0: Hey he's not that uh, other rolled, guy I hate the other guy Rolled an 18 Of course you did <laughs> 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 I like that you think that's proof I believe you I believe you 18 Uh, You are Knolls in this movie, played by T.K. <laughs> Carter, you just disappear into an underground cave and are presumed dead. Although apparently your death was pretty gruesome and they couldn't even film it. Um, but you live pretty long. You're like the last one to die, question mark.
1: <laughs> and you have great taste in music, so, you know. Yeah. Listening to Stevie Wonder.
0: And never turning the fucking music down. <laughs> Hell no. I love that. No problem. He just goes near the radio and is like, nope. Dreadling, who do you think you are in this movie?
3: Well, uh, I would first like to point out that I agree with what you said in your intro, that there's a lot of people in this movie. And Mm -hmm. every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, right. Uh, Oh, right. Oh, all right.
0: Yes, most again? of the, uh, <laughs> and I don't mean to be racist, but most of the white people mix together real well for me. <laughs> uh, I mean, especially the ones that die early on. Like, it, uh, yeah. Also, they don't, all right, maybe they do, but I feel like they don't say the names enough for me to go, okay, that's that person. That's that person. But maybe they do, and I'm no. just not realizing if it. If they
1: do, then the movie would be five hours long. So, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I never have trouble separating them all out.
0: Uh huh.
1: It's, it's actually one of I the things. Who they are, but they a lot. Oh, he's
0: exactly. In. I haven't seen but, this movie as many times as you. Probably. Uh, I like
1: I, I and I think I also don't have trouble figuring. Like I don't I don't get face blindness, so I'm I'm pretty good at being able to separate <laughs> characters and actors out.
0: Yeah, like That's if I saw thing. you guys in public, I might not recognize you in general. I don't recognize people in real life. Sometimes. Me and Travis
1: look
3: very much alike. Straight. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Spitting image.
0: No, seriously. I because I've met the two of you and like <laughs> when I looked at you the first time, I'm like, is that them? Don't look at them, because maybe it's not them. What if they're gonna murder me? And then I'm like, it looks kind of like them. And then you either smiled or you waved or you said, hey, wicked, or something, and I was like, Okay, it's them. <laughs> I'm just saying. I He's wouldn't make a good Yeah. <laughs>
3: You're but, all uh, welcome. To, to answer your question, uh, I shall <laughs> just name myself <laughs> as the only character I always remember, and that will be The Thing. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to kill all of you.
0: Which The Thing?
3: Oh, you know which one. <laughs> okay, Actually, the roll dog the d20. One. What? The, the dog
0: one. <laughs> You're the dog. 20. <laughs>
3: Aha! I wow! You all.
0: Well, I mean, this isn't going to be a surprise, but rolling a twenty to. means you're McCready. Aha! So
3: Aha! I'll just start <laughs> growing my beard right now.
0: <laughs> all right. Wait. In my mind, I th- I thought that I'd be Nalls Null- because I'm like the silly goof and stuff like that. But go ahead, roll for me. Let's see who I am. <gasps> Another twenty. Yay. No, I can't be Mick. again. Which one That's of it. us is the real one? Which one is the thing? Oh, no. He's the thing! Remember he said ah. before! Uh. He's- Seven. Uh, well, now I'm just dead. Yeah. I am... Uh, can I just keep my 20? Now I feel sad. Because <laughs> now I've fallen into the range of uh, Clark, who gets shot by McCready. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because like honestly, that meat? felt like the saddest death because you didn't get to assimilate. You didn't get killed in a really cool way. You just got shot by paranoia. That was sad. Well,
2: it was his own stupidity
3: for trying to charge him.
0: And yeah. he was the one that really loved the dogs. And that's the yeah. that's the saddest part. He so was just about the he dogs. He
3: died because all the dogs were gone.
0: Yeah, he wanted to die, honestly, right? Uh,
3: so so, so in case you ever
0: guessed... Uh, Go ahead. So out
3: of curiosity, who was uh, number one? If we rolled a one, aka critical failure.
0: Uh, basically, like one to something is Clark.
3: Oh, <laughs> Clark is just a failure. Okay.
0: Yeah. Aww. <laughs> what you didn't you didn't use any of the the, the
2: Norwegians?
0: You know what. God, I should have those. Those Norwegians should have been like one, two, and three or something. But especially, their... especially the one dropped the grenade. Yes, he's number one. <laughs> Fuck that dude. Yes. <laughs> <You're number> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> what a failure. One. Like you go looking for it, really, really, dude. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had uh, McCready was twenty, Childs was nineteen, Nalls was eighteen, Gary, who made it until you know Oatmeal Man killed him, seventeen. Windows was sixteen. I just kind of had it in like uh, who died in the worst way or a better way or who didn't die. You get my point. Uh, uh, Fuchs, Fuchs was 15. Because hmm. somehow I felt that that was better for him to have maybe killed himself than everything that comes before him. <laughs> Uh, 11 was Norris because he's a thing who you know had a heart attack and that's just that's got a sad that's going to be a sad day as a thing that you know your first day in the job
1: well but then, then that raises the question attack. of do the do the things know that they're things
0: exactly i think they're smart
1: they've got right be. but there there's the theory that they're they're such a perfect copy that they believe they are who they are and who they're copying. And so they don't know necessarily. So they may, they may not, who knows?
0: I feel like if we were to get into that conversation, we would fall into a hole where my brain wouldn't like, would just turn into jello.
1: Well, that's the beauty of this movie. That's what makes this script so good is that the paranoia seeps through all of it and you're not really sure and they don't give you the answers mm-hmm. anywhere which is the best part that. like you can debate the end of this movie constantly about whether or not childs is a is a thing or not because there is no answer
0: mm-hmm. at that point you know they were gonna hibernate anyway they just wait for the other person to die and then go hibernate yeah
1: you know or maybe McCready blew up the last one when he blew up uh, the Blair thing we don't know and that's what makes this movie work and what makes it rewatchable for me is yeah. that you don't know and you can take a little something different from it every single time and come up with your own theories and none of them are wrong and even Carpenter's be- said like now yeah. it's a very Carpenter. A direct quote point. yeah it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever Take another drag off of his weed cigarette and play some more (laughs) video games. Because that's what he does now. By the way, the uh, Palmer in this movie, um, when he's watching the game show and he gets up to change the tape, he's like, I know how this one ends. Of course, you know, you've watched them all already. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Giant freaking doobie. Like, dude was rolling himself a Woodstock.
0: Mm. And I just
1: love when he starts, when he lights it up and Childs is laying in the bed and just puts his hand out. Doesn't even look at him. Just puts his hand out, like "All right, pass it over." Come on.
0: Yeah, I love, I love the fact that um, I feel like I definitely like this isn't something that I rewatched as much as like Alien or, or something like that because I think I watched it a bit later in life, and you know, every it's every so it's not like an every year watch. I love the movie. And even watching it this time I felt like I was watching parts of it that I had never seen before. Like it's almost like I was paying extra attention obviously this time. Mm. And just the entire beginning was like, "Oh my god, I forgot that this happened. Oh my god, I forgot that this happened." Like I was well, I having think... such a such a good time.
2: On that note, I don't remember seeing the UFO before the the opening nope. crawl.
1: I'll yeah, get I that didn't point.
0: remember that that's either.
1: The, that's the thing everyone forgets. Like I usually am like, oh, that's right. You see, it's it's like the beginning of Predator does the same thing and I forget that. True. And then I'm watching Predator. Yes. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, I do like that the the Norwegian um, with the rifle uh, gives away the plot of the movie in the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah. If you speak, so if speak that language. <laughs> uh, which I thought was great. What, what I love... Because this is such a well-scripted movie, and part of it is that Carpenter wanted to make a a horror movie and a monster movie with a bunch of smart people, intelligent people doing a job. And so what you get are really good characters. And then on top of that, he does such a great job of introducing everyone without having to have a scene where they're all telling each other who they are and what they do. That you just get to figure everybody out as they interact with each other. So, like, you learn that Gary is the leader, quote-unquote, and he's probably got a military background based on how he dresses, but he's also a coward. Because he shoots the Norwegian guy without ever going outside. He stands inside the whole time and then breaks the window and shoots him through the window. Question. (laughs) Did he
0: have to break the window?
1: Like... I well, feel like that
0: was an unnecessary break of a window. I that's
1: a dumb idea.
0: In the yeah. winter? In, like, in the winter. I mean, in, the, in Antarctica, like, it's really cold. Did you need to
1: break the window, dude? Like Again, he's a coward. He's not mm-hmm. going to go outside and do that. And he's not thinking. He just reacts by doing it that way. But it's the fact that he won't actually confront the danger that's happening head on. He does it that way. And that tells you so much about that character that later on, when he's like... He's willing to give up the leadership role very quickly. And we've established who this character is already. So when that happens, it doesn't feel weird or forced for him to be like, oh, well, you guys probably don't want me in charge anyway. So here, someone else take over. Like, he's just like, I don't want to be I don't want to deal with this. Like, you learn all these things about these characters through the way that they act towards each other without having to have an exposition dump of, you know, nulls being the cook or whatever like no he's just in the kitchen doing his thing and he's he's probably the youngest in the group and uh he doesn't really care about anybody else and you got like you know it's all that it's just it's so well done i love that which also then leads into the paranoia of it because now when they get to that point it's like some of them know each other some of them don't they don't trust anybody uh it's just great. It's such, it's such a well-written movie and and well acted. And yeah, there's a lot of characters in it, but they're also just kind of a skeleton crew hanging out in Antarctica in the winter.
2: Yeah. It's a great exposition of show. Don't tell.
1: Mm-hmm. Even, even stuff like with McCready and the fact that, you know, Kurt Russell and John Carpenter came up with this whole backstory from McCready and, and all the stuff that never made it into the movie proper, but it's all part of his performance. So like, you kind of figure out that he was probably also in the military and he probably has some major PTSD issues and it's all the because he drinks, he doesn't sleep, right? He talks about being awake for two days or whatever, fighting insomnia. I'm a real light sleeper, all that kind of stuff. When he sees this just horrific stuff going on, he doesn't really react. He doesn't, and he certainly doesn't react the same way that everyone else does when they're seeing it. Because he's seen some horrific shit. And so and he's also very quick to kind of take control of a situation. So it's just it's good storytelling in that way. And I like all that. On top of just crazy fucking special effects that Rob Botton did. Awesome. It does, special effects.
0: It does the the magic thing, like of placing the breadcrumbs out for you. And then making you just want more. So you just... But like every time I go back to watch this movie, I do learn more and I see more. And I'm... Yeah. I just, It's still... I it, It's always a mystery. And that's the best part. Because mm-hmm. it's not even like the end of it is like... You know, you can watch, uh, you know, Clue or an Agatha Christie movie. We watched that... um The... Pro... Whatever. However you pronounce that guy's name. And... Yeah. <laughs> and like there's an answer to the question but this is like since there isn't it's just it's great because now it's like I have this new theory that actually it was this guy you know Yeah. and like when did he get the blood and when did he do the thing like I just it's yeah it's such a great movie
1: yeah and it's Carpenter respecting the audience too he respects the audience to pick up what he's laying out for you and to figure things out And I appreciate that as a viewer of a movie. Um, And you can tell like, there's definitely Agatha Christie influence on this. I think he even said somewhere along the line, like he wanted to use some of that kind of murder mystery elements in there as well. Um, But it's just, uh, and this is John Carpenter, right? Like, I mean, he's coming off of the fog and escape from New York. You know, Halloween was only a couple years before this. He just Christine the following year, like, he was just right in his stride.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and he was just really good at what he did. And he got a really good cast of people that uh, all worked so well together. And it's amazing that Kurt Russell was the last one cast. Like he was the last minute they, because Universal didn't want him. Is and this before or
0: after? So you said it was after Escape from New York, right?
1: It's after Escape from New York. So he had to it, catch a it, flight. So, so he already flight worked flight. with like, them. He had worked with, he, he had worked with um, Carpenter twice because he had done the Elvis TV movie. That was the first thing they worked on together. They needed Escape from New York. And Universal wanted somebody else. They apparently, again, online trivia, so who knows how much of it is true, but they offered it to just a ton of people, and all of them turned it down. And last minute, their, um, Carpenter had mentioned Kurt Russell, but they weren't sure that they wanted him. And then last minute they ended up going with him, and he's he's just he's so good in this. There's something about Kurt Russell that can be authoritative without being uh, like too much. I don't I don't know how to describe it exactly, but he's got like an authority to his presence and his voice without feeling overbearing. So you're just like you. You want to follow that guy. You're like, no, he's smart. I'm going to do what what he says because this guy is good at what he does. Like Like confidence, but
0: not being an asshole. Yeah. No, yeah, he makes a good. That's why everybody wants him or is accepting of him as the leader as opposed to definitely not wanting childs
1: or the other dude. Oh, that was the other thing. Universal, the execs at Universal thought he was going to be too young and too good looking to play the character of McCready they wanted somebody a little older, a little gruffer for that character initially, but I think it works. I think he grew the yeah. beard out and just, just, yeah. again, there's that confidence to him, but like childs, this is Keith David's first major role and he kills it. He's, he's very good. Yeah. Um, But he is an asshole.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> and, and so when, cause he, the thing is the person who should be in power, the person who should be leading is always, is never the one that wants it. Right. That's kind of the, the thing you, know, you always talk about, like, the best president of the U.S. is not anybody that wants that job. Childs is the first one to be like, I'll, I'll be the leader. And Kurt Russell, you know, McCready's just like, ah, uh, how about no? Let's, yeah. let's have somebody a little more even-tempered.
0: <laughs> well, you know, he's an impassioned person.
1: Yeah. But I, I loved all the characters in this. Like, they're all great in their own ways. Wilford Brimley, which... By the way, you want something fun, find uh, either a commentary or uh, if you if you have the DVD or find just some YouTube videos of Kurt Russell and John Carpenter during their commentary for this movie, because it's basically just Kurt Russell laughing the whole time. Um, But apparently Carpenter said in that that Wilford Brimley, because he had been an actual cowboy. So when he's doing the whole dissection and pulling out entrails and all that kind of stuff, it didn't bother him and Carpenter asked him what he was thinking about while they were doing that scene. He's like, uh, picking up my laundry.
0: <laughs> oh, Wilfred. Yeah. You'll always be my oatmeal man. But you know what it's time for? The thirteen. The 13 is a specially cultivated list of tropes or our favorite things from horror movies. This list may change or be adjusted as time goes on and in real time because this is real life. I didn't think of anything funny.
3: And not a copy.
0: What? And not a copy. You're not me. And not a copy. And not a copy. Because this is real life. This list may change or be adjusted as time goes on and in real time because this is real life. And not a copy. I'm not a copy. I'm the real one.
1: I know I'm human.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm Go not. ahead, burn my blood or whatever. Burn my blood. What number one kitty cat? No, no
1: disappointing lack of cats up there. However, no. an incredible dog actor though. Yes, Because Jed was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. The pup pups are great, especially especially Jed. Amazing. Every time I see it, just the dog opening the cage and like biting the thing off. Like I, I I know that's not real, real probably, but still, I think that's super impressive. Um, No,
1: but at the same time, I'm like, no, I'd be that dog too. I'd be trying to chew my way out of that fucking room. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Like,
0: like I felt so bad for the dog being squirted with stuff because that dog was just like, oh, oh man, oh, like come on, I don't
1: want to do that. And I. Apparently the shot of Jed walking down the hallway where he kind of looks in one room and then goes along and goes into the other room, that only was like four or five takes. Like that dog was just that good. Yeah. And that's that by the way is a great scene because Carpenter was really smart at the end of that, where the where you see the silhouette of a person in the other room and then the dog goes in the room, he cast a completely different actor to be yeah. that silhouette that yeah. looks Dick n- like no one so you like
0: it's Dick off-
1: yes I do <laughs> but it's just such a great way to do it because you have no you don't really know who it is and then you're like well wait but we saw him go into a room with the but and then it, it kind of looks like a couple of them so mm-hmm. I love that but yeah Jed Jed was great I loved the dogs in this um also you know I've said it a lot but like quickest way to get me to hate people in a movie is to kill the dog but here you take that and you turn it on its head by making the dog the interloper right at the beginning of the movie.
0: No. No. I'm sorry. I still hate Oatmeal Man for killing all the other dogs. I hate Oatmeal
1: Man. No. The thing killed all the dogs.
0: Technically. In Oatmeal Man's body. I mean, like we could split hairs, but like, you know, the, the Oatmeal Man thing. Yeah,
2: mean, he killed them because he realized that they all still had the Elements of the thing in them that was growing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like at the time, I thought he was still Oatmeal Man, like pure, because he was freaking out that it was going to spread to humanity or whatever, and he was. Kill. So I'm not sure. I like once again, who knows? Maybe he was already turned by that point. I don't. I don't know when they got him. I don't know. There's that delete. There's a deleted scene that says that there's still living cells even after the the dead the body was like dead and. Mm-hmm. so it could have spread from there but we don't really get to see that in the original cut of the movie so I don't know I don't know
1: At making the dog the original thing and killing and starting everything is what you know is flipping that that normal thing of like no don't shoot the dog in this case shoot the damn dog like because that's not a dog anymore it's a weird alien that just looks like a dog And I like that. I I like that aspect of the movie because I like when a movie challenges stuff. So it's good. Dogs.
0: Number two, Volkswagen. Obviously not.
3: (sighs) Disappointing lack of Volkswagens down
0: there. Unless the
2: Volkswagen made the helicopter or the (laughs) the, uh, crawler.
1: They could have made the Snowcat. You don't know. Uh,
0: The new Volkswagen Snowcat. Number three, scary location, time of the year.
2: Uh middle of the art, Antarctic.
0: <laughs> in yes. winter. Isolate. Well, I mean, that's just what it is. But
1: no, no, it's literally winter in the Antarctic. That's why the whole movie's at night, right? Because the sun, the the only stuff during the daytime is at the beginning of the movie. The sun goes down; it doesn't come up for a couple of months.
0: A couple of months. The the movie's only a couple of days long, right? Isn't it?
1: Gonna be dark for a while.
0: Well, but it technically says right they at the beginning messed that the up. Movie. Technically, I think they messed that up. But the um Yeah. Did this movie create Antarctica horror? <laughs> no, because wait a minute. No, because the other one was the was the Arctic, right? It was the Arctic, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I wonder if this is the first movie that's set there. I no. can't think of anything else.
1: I'm sure there was something set in Antarctica before that, but.
0: You think? But a horror movie, I mean?
1: Hmm. I mean, no, but this specifically I can't think of anything, but it's not the first movie to give you the isolated cut off from the rest of the world feel. Which is what's Well of this, course basically what isolation isn't for. the
0: new thing. But like, but like when we get into like scary locations or something like that, like this would be this would be something something different. Whereas like like underwater isolation is a different kind of isolation. And this mm-hmm. is just like in the middle of somewhere where no one can get. Or and space isolation. I love space isolation. Uh and I know there's a- Alien versus Predator. Don't write your letters. That came much later. Not that anyone writes letters, but <laughs> a strongly worded email. Mm-hmm. Number four, meta horror fourth wall breaks, mentioning the title.
1: And they say thing a lot. <laughs> true.
0: That is true. Um, as uh, Travis mentioned earlier, the. The dude in the beginning kind of giving away the plot of the movie. So if you actually did speak Norwegian, uh that's kind of like... I guess not breaking the fourth wall, but it's definitely a spoiler alert. <laughs>
3: I wonder, did Poor they Norwegians. change that in Norway? Were, were the Norwegians someone else in Norway? And they changed the language thingy? I
0: don't know.
3: Or, or were the Norwegian people just, oh, well, five minutes in, let's go home.
0: I mean... It's not long that you have to wait to realize there's something going on. That's true. So it it's not that big of a spoiler, but yeah, ah. but it's translated to you get the hell away. It's not a dog. It's some sort of thing. It's imitating a dog. It's not real. Get away, you idiots! So they were at She's least calling kind
3: about them it. idiots. Is amazing, by the way, because he was the idiot of idiots.
0: I think that's the guy with the gun who said all that. Or was it the guy? Yeah, it was the guy with the gun. Yeah. The guy with the (laughs) the grenade was the the, the moron.
3: I mean, the guy with the gun shot like a hundred bullets on a dog running in a straight line. Like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) You try shooting from a moving helicopter. Yeah. I mean, they could have just landed close. They could have done a lot of things to make it easier for him. And just... Odds would be that he hits something at one point. <laughs> well, he did hit one.
0: <laughs> I, I also I didn't remember how long they were chasing <laughs> that dog in the beginning of the movie too. Yeah, that was a long chase scene. But it was sweet. Cause it's uh, even longer from the prequel. But um, bum. Hey, can I tell you a story now? I'm going to tell you a little story. So, I I had only, I guess. <laughs> You know, when the prequel came out, my friend told me about it. She's like, oh, they got the new thing that just came out. And I was just like, okay, cool. We'll watch it. And so I watched it, not knowing anything about it. I just thought they had remade it. I didn't know that it was a prequel. So when we get to the end, I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) It was this great moment of like, wait a minute. They didn't remake it. Yeah. So.
3: I mean, they did. Used That's the exact word. same title for crying out loud.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. That's why it's confusing. I didn't realize. Like you could have done the yeah. pre thing or something. Yeah. Like it's something the before
3: the thing. Like I
0: just assumed because I I didn't know anything about it. I just. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was a good. I I really like the ending of that. But it's kind of like Prometheus. It's like you got to get through the movie to get to the ending. That's pretty cool. <laughs> no offense, Prometheus.
3: Meanwhile, I like the prequel.
0: I I like the prequel and Prometheus as well.
1: Yeah.
0: It's okay, but I understand that they're not
1: great. I don't know. I'm still salty about the prequel having great practical effects and then yeah. covering them up with CG, but that's, that's a discussion that for a different time.
3: Next year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, so Number not a fourth wall break,
3: but uh, just a window break, like we mentioned.
0: Yes, he broke the window for, n- well, I mean, awesome. I get he was trying to shoot somebody, yeah. but, but I, I it just really bothered me.
3: Uh, the windows up there, they should probably, oh, down there. Uh, <laughs> they should probably be a little thicker for, you know, the cold. Those broke easily. Or <laughs> like
0: flimsy. Yeah, he was just kind of like with the gun, just like, <laughs> blink, sh- blink, blink, sh- blink. And I'm sitting there like, it's freezing fucking cold. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? It's not like these are like um, temperature sealed uh,
1: rooms or something.
2: And they've got a pretty damn good heater in that building.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was an entry that was an entryway that had an interior door, so yeah, it kind of was.
0: Number five. Archetype characters. Crazy Ralph from Friday the 13th. Randy from Scream. Creepy clowns. Creepy kids. Disappearing Shirley's.
1: (laughs) Plenty of disappearing Shirley's. You got a lot of tropey characters, right? Like any kind of movie like this has those. You got your, your doctor. You got your, you know, the leader guy. We talked about Gary being the leader, but also being a coward. I love Dr. Copper. And I like that Dr. Copper has a nose ring, too. I just um,
0: noticed that this time watching it by the way. Yeah, I was I always, like, oh, I always shit. love that.
1: Cuz it just feels like just a weird random thing to have your character have a nose ring, but like yep. It's just a, it's there. You got Keith David uh, as the
0: asshole you love?
1: Mm-hmm. Richard Maser as uh Clark, you know, he just cares about the do- he's just there for the dogs.
0: The dog-loving idiot, yeah.
1: You you know, you got Basically,
0: uh, you got the testosterone-fueled men all alone being completely, you know, stupid. Well, well, well not again, stupid,
1: but stupid. You, like, you don't, know, you don't know anybody's motivation for why Paranoid. They, they, they choose to be in Antarctica on a skeleton yeah, crew like true. this, like, separated and isolated from the rest of humanity. I also did like how um, I read that uh, Richard Mazer and Keith David, because there was a lot of collaboration with the actors— and they kind of came together during rehearsals and decided that their characters should be really antagonistic towards each other but because they were the two biggest actors like the largest men
0: Oh <laughs> I thought you meant like like they were the biggest actors in the movie
1: <laughs> No they were like physically the largest of the group and so they felt like the two of them should just be antagonistic cuz it would be like you know two two big bulls fighting each other all the time. Like they would just stand off a lot. And I thought, again, that's a small thing that actors do in the piece like this. And it adds so much that you don't think of on a conscious level. But then when you watch it again, you're like, yeah, they do that kind of stuff or, you know, whatever it is. I just love stuff like that.
0: And Oatmeal Man as the genius of the movie, question mark, or was he already a, a thing at that point when he's on the computer and doing all the <laughs> the cell uh, computer-y
1: thingy? Right, but also the one that goes unhinged and breaks everything.
0: Um. Yes, that was, uh, it was interesting. Um, well, cause there I'm like, was a wh- reason behind that. Yeah, that's what I'm prevented saying. Like from getting out. This like, and that's the that's the thing. Like, it was because uh, normally watching it, I think that he just he knows that if the thing gets out, it's going to cause all these things, and it's a bad thing. So he's got to break all the equipment, he's got to lock him down, he's got to kill the dogs. But this time, watching it, I'm like, what if he was already the thing? And he was just doing calculations of how long it would take once he got to, like, if he knew that he could do that or, you know, that they could multiply and whatnot. And he was planning that all he had to do was get rid of everybody. He knew what would be the end result and then freeze himself, hibernate, and then wake up with the, you know, the people who come to resupply.
1: Well, and that's also so the the original short story who goes there um, does have the extra layer of. They had. They actually had radio contact because they had to keep regular radio contact back in order to. Because if there wasn't, then the rescue team would be sent, and they removed that from the movie where they they have kind of they can't get a hold of anybody. So, but in the in the um, short story. They have to constantly be like radioing in saying, no, 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 everything's fine. We're all good here because they don't want to let on that shit's going bad so that nobody comes to rescue them because they figure out that they need to get this thing taken care of first. So they, that level of paranoia and, and stuff and urgency isn't in the movie, but they replace that with a different sense of urgency and a different type of paranoia. And then to your point, I love that because, like, both of those scenarios fit, right? Blair either is trying to stop the thing or he is already turned and figures out this is a way that he can, um, you know...
0: That's where I'm like, how smart is it? Like, and when did it happen? Because, like, you know, like, I just... Especially this time because I was sitting up close because I'm watching it on the monitor now. So I see the Mm -hmm. nose ring and everything. And I'm just like, now I'm super paying attention to everything. And now I'm getting paranoid while watching it.
1: Well, and and also like the the question of intelligence of the thing I don't think is that debatable. Like it is very smart, Mm -hmm. but it's the whether or not like let's say you want to fall into the camp of childs is a thing at the end of the movie. Right. With him and McCready and but would child's thing know that he was yet or not? Because you mentioned like until it's threatened, Mm -hmm. you know, it might not really realize it because that whole scene where they're doing the blood poke thing. Everybody is really freaked out until and then you get that that look of relief on them when their blood doesn't react. So like that is that. Is that them putting on a front or do they honestly aren't sure? Like you don't but, know.
0: Well, but I mean like, like, like Palmer
1: Palmer is the only one that kind of doesn't look like that. Yeah. But it's like, well, Palmer also is now in a threatened position. So maybe it's taking over. We don't know. And that's what I like about it is you never a hundred percent sure throughout it.
0: Like you said, Bridges is the old scared guy. I think that was it. Oh, Windows is the person nobody wants to be friends with. You know, stuff like that. So. They got like a lot of personalities covered in this movie. And I really liked that because there were people that I couldn't stand. And there were people that I loved. I saw the ones I would be friends with and the ones I wouldn't want to walk into the snow with. And uh, that means it's pretty well-rounded, except for, you know, um, no women. I really didn't appreciate that so, screw you all men
1: well i guess from a logistical standpoint i can understand it as far as like you're gonna have this group of people and they're gonna be isolated for so long but also i guess according to john carpenter there was a female character and then the actor was uh was pregnant and had to drop out and they just recast with a guy and I don't know what character it was supposed to be.
0: <laughs> I bet it was one of the doctors. Could have been. That's how they do it. But, you know, I guess the, it's funny because I think in that way, that's why I, I probably watch Alien a lot more than I did the thing. And they're both, like, really good science fiction movies. I enjoy both movies. It's just, you know, I have to go to the whole, like, which man do I identify with most in this movie? Which is fine. I'm used to it at this point. But it's 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 a thing that I think about. Mm-hmm. Number six. Sadly. Pointless boobies, weird wings, moonies, fanny.
3: Nope. Disappointing Not a- lack of all of those.
0: There are a lot of body parts in this, but none of them are boobies or rings. Number seven. Telling, retelling the legend and or establishing the movie's rules. Breaking Randy's rules. I'll be right back. Let's split up. If you understood Norwegian, Norwegian,
1: dude. <laughs> 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 but like, it's not The kind of movie that does that, so sort of no at the same time, like just didn't,
0: yeah. Although they did split up, I'll give them, they split up, right? I mean, I mean, there were times they they split up,
1: they broke off in groups, usually, yeah. But that's Mm -hmm. another layer of it, too, is like figuring out who's not in certain scenes, right. Cause like there's a scene in the hallway where windows is getting into the gun storage and like a couple of them aren't there, but then they show up a little bit later. What the hell was going on? You know who like, Um,
0: that's why I'm like, there's so many people in this. I mean, like aside from the people I already know, which is like oatmeal man and Keith David, TK Carter and Kurt Russell. The other guys are kind of, well, there's one other guy I know. The rest of them are kind of like a blur. And then I'm just like, well, who was that guy? What was he doing? But this time I I feel like I, I got a handle on more of the characters than I, you know, I have in the past. But that's what makes it more of a mystery for me, because it is hard to keep it straight. So, you know, it's not like watching Alien where there's, you know, there's eight people on that ship or whatever. This is like, what was it, like 15 people? 12
1: 12 people it's only a couple more than alien
0: Eh. way more it's like twice as much (laughs) (laughs) Monica does math number eight dance sequence montage homage sequence flashbacks
1: not really just the
2: videos of what the Norwegians did.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. They they did pay homage to the uh, to the original movie that we covered last year with some of that. Yeah, I like I liked how they
2: they had the circle around the UFO, and then in this movie, it was the circle around the burning fire. Almost in the exact same
0: shape. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was a good one.
3: And I guess the uh, other thing did a bit of dancing whenever it was on fire.
0: That's true. Fire dancing, we call it. And I believe the the spider head uh, thing did a bit of a tap dance as well.
3: Oh, yeah. He was having fun. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what in the hell <laughs> <laughs> number nine scary score spooky soundtrack I fucking love this
1: score Oh I love Ennio Morricone's music in this doing yes. it's Ennio Morricone and he's doing like a John Carpenter impression with his music he does very Carpenter-style music. Um, it and gives you the
0: chills, too.
1: Like, just- It does. And it's so sad that he got nominated for a Golden Raspberry for this music. Because it's really good. Here's the funny part, though. It's was great. So in 1982, 83, he gets nominated for a Razzie for the music in this. Some of the unused music from this movie got recycled into his score for Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight, which got him nominated for an Oscar. Yep. So So, he cut to wrong music. But that's kind of the story of the thing in a nutshell. It was not appreciated by critics when it came out at all. Audiences didn't love it. I kind of get that. Like, it's a hard sell. The marketing material for it, the poster, doesn't really give it away. Like, Carpenter wanted to make a monster movie that was clearly not a guy in a suit. And then they bring him a poster of a parka with a glowing face. And he's like, it's a guy in a suit. But at that point he didn't really, it was like, take it or leave it. This is your poster or you don't have a poster. And so he had to go with that because he didn't love the, po- he didn't love that poster. I, you know, I like it even though it doesn't really fit the way the movie looks, but like, also, at the same time, at the same point, this movie came out the same year as E.T. So <laughs> that was going to be kind of tough because E.T. sort of just sucked the oxygen out of the, the room for all of the movies that summer. Um, But like critics hated it. Most of them.
0: Critics are poops. This is a they great movie. Most horror. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just like it makes me sad, especially like when they affect, especially back then. They affect so much of how movies get promoted and what attention gets to, you know, movies. Now it's a little bit different, but still, I don't like that power being in their hands.
1: It was interesting that when this movie came out, Siskel and Ebert did their review of it and Gene Siskel liked it uh, and liked the paranoia and some of that kind of stuff. And Roger Ebert did not like it and um called it a barf bag movie i think like a lot of people were off put by the the effects and the gore in it and that was the big thing that a lot of critics talked about but it's just that was an interesting one for me to read about because usually that would be flipped right like like scream came out ebert liked scream siskel didn't that kind of stuff would normally be with a lot of these genre films and these horror films but in this case siskel was the one that was like no there's a lot of really good stuff going on here um But I guess Carpenter also said that um, like people calling him, a reviewer called him a uh, a pornographer of gore after this movie came out. And he's like, that probably hurt me more than anything else in my career. He's like, not Ghosts of Mars, but being called a pornographer of gore.
0: (laughs) That should be an award that we give out on the show, by the way.
1: (laughs) I mean... We could make that a, a new thing.
0: You are the pornographer. Of-
1: but it's just, and it's, it's also pretty interesting that this movie was released the same day as Blade Runner. And the, oh. it's two movies that were critically panned and bombed hardcore and have gone on to be looked at as some of the best in their particular genre, you know, decades later. And have an enduring following to this day and have had remakes of them and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just crazy that they came out the same day.
0: It's like, didn't, wasn't it like Star Wars that got bad reviews or something too back in the day? Am I wrong about that?
1: I don't think people like went gangbusters on it, but at the same time it made all the money. So no one cared. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. And the word I of feel mouth like was got really more good following. it. It got more well, following later.
1: It, you know, word of mouth does that. Um, yeah. Halloween had the same thing. The yeah. critics didn't love Halloween when it came out.
0: Exactly. It's in these sections sections of movies of like horror, sci-fi, fantasy, like, because at that time, like all these genres were just shitted on explicitly. Now it's not as much, but we still Mm -hmm. get it. We still get.
1: Oh, it still happens. And look, stuff like, like Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey doesn't help
0: either. (laughs) Hey, you know what? No, I've seen plenty of shitty dramas and shitty comedies and, like, we're allowed to have our shitty movies, too.
1: No, it doesn't. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that that is the type of movie that people latch onto and talk about as being an example of it. Whereas a shitty drama just gets forgotten. No one talks about that. But you, get, you do something in a genre like horror or sci-fi and it, it will become subject of conversation
0: but it's good that those movies exist because the whole the whole point of them existing is that it does it gives people a visceral reaction and now they're talking about it they're all over social media and that movie is going to make more money than probably a better movie that came out that, that comes out the same year which is sad but just Well, way. but you could
3: watch that movie and we
1: all love it. What but you yeah. can have a visceral reaction to something and it still be good and well I mean, made like the thing
0: well yeah but they had a visceral reaction of hating it and calling it the barf movie or whatever yeah unfortunately that didn't work in the in the good way for the movie to get more people watching it
1: no but you know luckily the thing also was right at like the boom of home video and so it got a it got its cult following pretty pretty much right away and it It's an interesting thought experiment to think what would John Carpenter's career have been like had this movie done well because this movie bombed. It was his first quote unquote studio film. It bombed and they basically were like, well, we're not working with you anymore. And, you know, he ends up doing the stuff that he did, which I think is better for him because he got to make the movies he wanted. We don't get big trouble in Little China if he's working with a studio. No studio is making that movie. Major studio. Um, we don't get Prince of Darkness, right? Because yeah. that's just not a movie that gets made that way. Uh, or Starman or any of these movies. So it was sort of a blessing in disguise. But at the same time, like it's got to be deflating for the dude in his career. And it's yeah, going to uh, hurt.
0: At the same time, like he could have made the decision, too, to be like, well, those aren't the kinds of movies that I want to do all the time. And he could have done some studio stuff and then some outside. And he probably would have made... Big Trouble in Little China. That would, have... man. We should cover that on the show. By the way, oh, I'd that's love in to. the future. That's well, a horror. There's a scary impact. part of that. What?
1: But the music, the music in this movie is great.
0: Oh, is that coming where we were? To,
1: coming back to <laughs> where uh, we were. music. Yes. Yeah, music. Like it. Honestly, it honestly is really good and it's super atmospheric. Yeah. I mean, I he's
0: an amazing, amazing composer. So. Oh yeah. Oh, I called it, I wrote down, here's my notes of the score, by the way, because, you know, much like what I wrote for it, I said they were simplistic and eerie. Much like my notes. Mm -hmm. Simplistic and eerie. Number ten. That scared the shit out of me. Jump scares, one last scare, and other creepy shit.
3: Fucking spider head. Jesus. (laughs) Spider
0: (laughs) head is the best. (sighs) Paddle. Oh yes. Okay, that's the best. Never mind. That's that the was best. The best
2: jump scare.
0: <laughs> yeah. Boom. boom. Yeah. Bye-bye. You Hans. know what? I'm going to I'm going to tell you a story of have trying to have Claire watch that this past year. And we sat there with her and we're like we're sitting there we're waiting like we we know it's coming up and we're waiting to see her reaction. And she's like <laughs> I can't remember if she was like Distracted and started talking about something But she was barely paying attention And it didn't even like She didn't even jump or get surprised And she was just like That looks terrible And I was just like My little balloon inside my heart deflated It was just like "Mm -hmm. I was hoping you'd like it But she didn't like the special effects Which is going to tell me something About this younger generation That I'm old
1: well, I mean, it tells us something about one person. In <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, true. Because
1: <laughs> trust me, there are a lot of people that like the effects in this. But of course. Um, the the whole, the tension of the entirety of that scene where he's got everybody tied up and he's mm-hmm. using the hot wire on the blood. And like, you know, you know, at some point, one of these is going to react and you're waiting for it, and you're waiting for it, and they just keep making you wait. And when it finally does happen, and then the sound, and he drops it, and the the way the whole rest of that scene goes down, love it. It's just, it's like it's just a tension, 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 tension release, and
0: yeah. you don't want to oh. be one of those guys tied up next to the thing, <laughs> like no. he's just like shit,
1: get no, me not at all. Chair.
0: That thing jumped at, this time. I never noticed this, but it like when it gets up and it like slams its feet and breaks the ground. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't yeah. want to be next to that thing. They didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Um, oh, uh, when, when, when Blair like jumps up and uh, gets Gary, like at the end, And he's, like, got his fingers in his face or whatever, like. Yeah. 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 Or any of the chords that would play during those jump scares, those chords got me enough to jump.
3: (laughs) I just. Yeah, also the point of criticism there. But uh, fingers to the face scene. Like, (laughs) I would expect the fingers to be melting on the face. Like, they're melting into it. Like, you see later when he drags away the body. But, like. The fingers going in the face would mean that the
1: face is the thing, not the fingers. No, not necessarily.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um,
1: also, the fucking sounds that the thing makes—the the howls and the screams—like when um, Benning's when they they find him out in the snow where he hasn't fully changed yet, and his hands are all mangled and yeah. mutilated, and then it just you lets go. out that scream. Before it gets lit on fire or just the sounds that it made are just terrible and eerie.
0: Yes. The sounds are very unnerving. Um, There's some stuff that happens when the lights go out as well. Um, But I can't remember who was in that scene.
1: Well, there's when Fuchs is walking out of his lab, yeah. and he's got the lighter and someone yeah. walks past the door. Like that was a pretty good jump scare.
0: That was. Yeah, that one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, thank you. I couldn't remember his name. Fuchs. That's like if somebody didn't want to say the F word, that's what they would say or something. I like that. But yeah, it's kind of like a like it's a it's a whodunit. it with a lot of paranoia and body horror that yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's got all these different sex that really creeped me out. Number 11. Someone does stupid shit or that was funny. <laughs> there's <laughs> the not movie. a lot, but
1: no, there's uh, there's honestly not a lot in this.
2: Mean. And one thing that stood out to me was the flying in a snowstorm against better judgment when they're flying to the norwegian's place because um, even he goes i don't want to fly in this and then all of a sudden he changes his mind
0: yeah
1: well so he had the final say in it but he see basically he he's looking up and he's like i don't know if i want to fly in this But he can tell how much copper wants to go and needs to find out what's going on. And he's curious himself because they found 15 cans of kerosene on that other helicopter and all that kind of stuff. So not the smartest thing to do, but I I wouldn't put that under the normal horror movie people doing stupid shit category. Like there is not there is not much in the way of just egregiously like, what the fuck are you people thinking going on? In this movie, it's a lot of reasonably intelligent people, even to the point where, when McCready is finally like, "Look, we're not getting out of here. We're all going to die here. We need to stop this thing from spreading, whatever the hell it is." Like, yeah,
0: the self-sacrificing.
1: It's it's, it's it's the smart thing to do. And I mean, and he says that, and nobody's like, "No, I ain't doing that." Like, you don't get anybody that pushes back on that. Everybody just kind of figures out. They, they all, all, all of them that are left just realize, yeah, basically that's what's going to happen, which is a bummer. And it's very nihilistic (laughs) that they, they had that realization, but like also very intelligent because these are intelligent people.
0: Well, yeah, that, and I, I feel like having that kind of job, I think when you have a job, that's high risk because that is a high risk job, right? Mm -hmm. You've probably already thought about the fact that you might not come home. True. Like there's a chance anything can happen You're in the middle of nowhere Accidents You could just you know So I think sometimes you know People are more comfortable with what's going to happen next And they're willing to make the self-sacrificing thing So they're all supposed to be like really good people And and whatnot And that's nice That's lovely Because I would be trying to escape Like you would not freaking believe Sorry I will spread it to the rest of the world <laughs> Let, I'm gonna hope that it's gonna be that we don't even know that we're things and everyone just turns into a thing and we're all happy that way it's fine like really Who? Okay.
2: I mean the only other one that I could think of was uh, him opening the door to the dog pen while the dogs are screaming and howling and in the dark you can't see what's going on
1: also well, putting
0: the new dog in there was really stupid like you can't so yes you can't do that
1: I would agree with the putting the dog in the pen, but what's he gonna do? He he should have and as the dog trainer he would have known to take that a little slower. But
0: Yeah. Not just as that. far as going in but not just like not just that, but like it what if they were chasing the dog because the dog had some sort of sickness or infection or rabies or something? Well no, he'd already he checked out the dog. Did he?
1: There's Yeah, when um, there, there's the scene mm-hmm. where Copper is stitching up Bennings, because Bennings got shot in the leg, right? So he's doing the stitching him up. In the background of that scene, Clark is working Breaking on the blood. table. He's patching the dog up, because the dog had been shot, too. Oh. But then later on, there's no bandage on the dog, because they heal, right? It That's heals very quickly. So it's something to, to bear in mind the next time that. you watch it. But yeah, he's, he's patching him up. So like, but like even and he if he's talks patching about, him up,
0: does he, does he test him for rabies or anything like that? Is the, is the other question because you can't always tell when, you know, anyway, but not, not the point, but the, you know, the point of being like putting the dogs in there, you're risking any kind of infection and stuff like that. Plus the whole, they don't know this dog kind of thing.
1: Well. But what I'm saying is, like, he definitely checked the dog out and made sure it was safe. He wouldn't.
0: I know, but you can't just like, put him look at pen. a dog and know that it has rabies or not, or no. And that that's the part that I'm saying is stupid.
2: The dog had also been wandering around because it had been a couple of days since that incident before yeah, he it, put him it in. had
1: been quite a while before he put him in the pen. So it wasn't like it was an hour after he the dog got there that he's throwing him in the pen with the other dogs. Um, but the whole going into the pen part, I kind of get that because. If he, like, he, wa- he hears them howling, and he goes to turn the light on, the light won't come on. It's not, at this point, he has no reason to think there's anything like what he's going to see in yeah. there. Like he's <laughs> no go one in
0: would think that.
1: At, 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 at the very least, what he's thinking is, I've got to go in there and get this other dog out away from mine. Mm-hmm. So he's opening up the door to going in there. Yeah. So that that never felt to me like a dumb thing to do. Um, now, keeping the door open, once he saw whatever the <laughs> hell that pile of stuff was, well, that fell. wasn't very smart. But you know, shock will do that to you. So,
0: Look, like, like he only opened the door like a little bit. The dogs pushed him. He got he got knocked over, but he quickly shut the thing on the tentacles. Remember that. We'll give him that's true. We'll give him some credit for the, or whatever those hell those things were. You know, he did lock it in there and. Was able to get the other people to come. That thing didn't even try to leave. It just stayed in there. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't know. But But I was like, yay, the dogs survived when (laughs) they got out. I'm like, they're going to make oatmeal man, you motherfucker.
1: Well, only two of them got out. There were four dogs in there. Only two of them got out. They didn't all get out? I no. thought they all
0: ran out. Well,
1: no, two of them were like half covered in goo. And... Yeah, oh. one of them was half digested. The other one got absorbed. And like one, two of those I didn't dogs. Pay
0: attention to this scene for obvious dog loving reasons. Okay, two of
1: the, two of the dogs did not uh, make it out of that scene, and two of them ran off, and then that's when uh, Blair, you know, killed them later.
0: Why are they gonna kill the dogs? Why does Carpenter have to kill dogs?
1: He didn't write this.
0: I mean, <laughs> can I still blame him? Because there was a dog in he chose Halloween. Shows the story. And a dog. He chooses exactly. There you go. Thank you.
1: That's Floyd. what he, did. he chooses it based on <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> how many does, dogs died dog die in, dog in, die in your script. Well, wait, how many dogs died in Prince of Darkness? Let's get a dog, <laughs> a dead dog count.
1: None. All
0: right. How many dogs died in the uh, little Little China and
1: Big? None.
0: I, I, this this is a particular stupid thing, but this is more of a, you know, one of those, like, uh, just numbering mistakes. And I know Dreadley will appreciate this, but Blair <laughs> fires seven shots from a six-shot revolver without reloading.
3: Oh, God, I was no... I know that, sure that pisses you off. This. Shit, fuck.
0: <laughs> I shot him six <laughs> times! There you go. Yeah, he, <laughs> but we watched, so, you know, we watched John Wick and and... And one of the things that Dredd hates is you watch these movies when they just like they never reload. But John Wick is real good about like he's so like, like especially
1: just, the first movie, like every bullet mm-hmm. is accounted for in that movie. And oh, every yeah. reload is when he needs to reload. Um, not all revolvers are six shooters, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just pointing that out. I but, also, but also, I like that when he ran out of bullets and he had none left, he just hucked it at the guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's what you do with the gun. It's a horror he just, movie.
1: He just threw it across the room. Like, well, oh, this I thing's useless it? now. It's better as a I, weight. I, I know that's a police squad. It works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, inverted trope. Black character dies first. But technically... One of them dies last, and then the other one uh, doesn't die, question mark, is a thing? Who knows? But technically isn't dead, so
1: it's oh, invert. Uh Real quick, you know who was almost Childs before who? Keith David? Who? Ernie Hudson.
0: Oh, mm. I would have loved that.
1: Ernie Hudson was nearly child's but they ended up uh casting Keith David um and mm. uh the rest is history. He would have been good in know. it
0: too. The I don't I can't see him. Yeah, I don't see him as much of an asshole as uh as Keith David. Uh, like I don't know. What movie was Ernie Hudson an asshole in? That's my thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I misheard. <laughs> I was gonna say what? Like it's okay if you play an asshole. Um
2: <laughs> No, no, I misheard. Uh, I was thinking what movie was he in? I was like, really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because like I can think of like Ghostbusters and he was definitely like the the realist one in that. But uh most things he's pretty nice. Uh yeah. Anybody else got anything funny? Any trope? Any No,
3: just the Norwegians throwing grenades and rolling a one.
0: Okay, that was pretty stupid. Did we not mention that like 3 times already, but we'll mention it here because this is the specific spot. But if you unpin a, a grenade or bomb or whatever the hell it is and then it falls, you run away from it. You don't go looking for it. The one right well, away. Who needs to tell you this? Who needs so, to tell you
1: this? So I have I have a theory to this. <laughs> I'm not saying now here's here's the thing. Okay. Every time I watch this movie, I have the exact same thought, which is he drops the grenade, and my initial thought is what the hell are you doing? Run away from it. But they have their helicopter there with 15 gallons of kerosene on it and other grenades. He wasn't trying to find the grenade in order to like pick it back up. He was trying to find the grenade to get it the hell away from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. That was his thought. Like that yeah. was his initial thought. It was stupid, but yeah. that was his thought. Is I don't want to blow everything up. <laughs> well, Instead, yeah, like <laughs> it does blow everything up.
0: Either way, either way, either way. Especially because it fell into the snow and you cannot see where it is.
2: He could have jumped on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Done that trope. Could have been that guy smothered it. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that
1: explosion I, you wouldn't have done anything.
0: <laughs> I would not have called him dumb if he did that. I would have been like, "Okay, that man is a hero" or some shit like that. But no, that's like when you when you see the movies where they throw the grenade and then somebody else like kicks it back, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> mm-hmm. Number twelve. Final girl? Nope. Nope. Because women don't exist. Except for the chess lady.
1: What? It was Adrian Barbo.
0: His girlfriend. Well, no, it was his At wife. Or wife, whatever.
3: Oh uh, someone does stupid shit. Uh so you'll lose a game of chess, so you just fry the computer, by the way.
1: <laughs> Cheater again no. Everyone else that wants it- to play. No, right. But again, though, going back to what I was saying earlier, that tells you a lot about his character right there without having to have like a bunch of dialogue and a bunch of exposition. He just (laughs) doesn't give a shit because if the thing never shows up, he's just out of chess playing computer for the rest of his time in Antarctica.
0: Yeah, but he also didn't let a woman beat him either. So there you go. Number thirteen, the Savini scale of gore. It's not the quantity of gore; it's the quality of gore. Special effects and monsters, monsters. So, how many
1: tap dancing uh, heads? Yeah, head spiders.
0: Heads. How many head spiders out of ten? I like tap dancing heads too, though. I'm gonna go with eight. Eight.
2: Yep. This This was gonna be quite a lot. (laughs) There, there, there is, you know. A, a little bit of just a little down quality, but it's nothing that is is extravagant. So I, I really like this. I mean, I
1: don't know what down quality you speak of uh, uh,
2: at all. The, 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 I mean, my favorite scene. I mean, it's there's there's continuity errors and the the jump in the in the cut. So I mean, you could say it's an editing issue that more than the special effects issue.
1: Which cut are we talking about when his arms get chopped off?
2: Just before that <laughs> cut, <laughs> uh, the paddles are in a different position on the body when it cuts. When it cuts from the actual person to the prosthetics, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's an editing. <laughs> I do. No one's it. looking.
1: No one's looking at the fucking paddles in that scene. They're watching the guy's stomach open up like a giant mouth. Yeah, which when was the brilliantly combed together.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> By the way, first time you watched that, no idea, right? Nope. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> like it was one of the most shocking things I had ever seen in my life. I'm like, how would you? Why would you? Uh, that I made like Tasmanian devil sounds, basically. I could not, I could not believe that.
1: So no, I'm I, I, 10, I love that. Just 10 out of 10 on this. <laughs> yeah. Rob Botton fucking killed it on, and nearly killed himself. But cause like he got yeah. checked into the hospital with exhaustion and double pneumonia after working on this movie oh, wow. for so long that he basically put himself into the hospital. He was 22 when he started working on this movie, by the way. I just want to point yeah, that out. He was forty when it ended.
3: When, yeah. Oh
0: no, shit! I was
3: going. <laughs> <long
0: then>. <laughs> <laughs> Would you stop telling my jokes? Ah!
1: But God damn it, it! Just all the work that got put into the creature effects in this, the the matte paintings for uh, the stuff at the Norwegian camp, and like the the giant mat painting uh, for the spaceship is amazing looking. Um, all of it. I just love everything about this, and you know.
0: I, so I just I have to ask bad. you a question. Like, are are we sure about botan? Is because I've heard botine, is it <laughs> I'm I'm never sure. And now that we you've could, said it
1: <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Okay. It could be Botine. I've heard boton. I've
0: never heard him say it. That's well, the problem. That's the problem. To yeah. this,
1: he can let us he needs it. yeah, you know say what? It. Rob, write us an email. Let us know <laughs> how to pronounce your last name.
0: Okay. <laughs> Send us a voicemail. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> we'll play it on better, the
1: show. Yeah. Better. Voicemail.
0: Because it'd be like, I say it like, and he just writes his name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I say it like botten, not Botine. No, you've spelled it the same way twice. Damn it. <laughs> um, no, it's just everything in this was great. And it like the, the comp shot when the mouth opens up in the, in the stomach, comping that together is great. Using a double amputee and rubber arms was a brilliant move there, like yes, if you want to stop and look, it barely looks like uh Dryzen at that point because the mask they put on the guy um but it's such a great old school effect way to do yeah. that is the, just put rubber arms full of goo and have those get chomped off
0: the The other part you have to remember is that the the quality of film that we're watching nowadays versus what we had. And now we can see so much better. So I I I, I have to give a grain of salt because if it looks, you know, and I think that's that's probably what what Claire was looking at in the in the movie and the fact that there's no CGI and it's just all that and for her it just seems you know
1: yeah. But you take that and you compare it to what they did in the remake prequel. The, the uh, requel, whatever you want to call that, where they had good practical effects. They took them out for CG, which was rushed and doesn't look as good or as convincing. And, you know, this is a thing. The thing is is, is otherworldly. <laughs> and so, you know, they get to just play in that sandbox and do whatever they want. And having the practical effects there on the set, and having the spider head that they could mess around with, or like when that dog's when the dog's face opens up for the first time, this is freaky as shit. Like it's so well done, and
0: with that flower thing too. Like holy, mm -hmm. it made me think of um, some of that stuff from uh, what's that show with the kids where they're fighting Stranger Things, yeah. It kind of reminds me of some of the stuff that looks in there. Like maybe oh, yeah. they had some inspiration
1: and, and to do what they did and to be able to, to have stuff like that on set for actors to react to also goes a long way as to why a lot of the performance in the, in this are really good because they're not just reacting to tennis ball on a stick. They don't have to think they, they don't have to think about, well, what would it look like? It's right there in front of them. And, You know, when you take CG and you use it to extend practical effects is when it works its best.
2: Yeah, But but completely
1: replacing it is not great. Like if you were to do this movie today, a good filmmaker a la John Carpenter at this time uh, would know to do that. But they wouldn't just go with all CG Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and probably wouldn't go all just practical. You would use a mix of the two. They didn't have that option back then. They had to go all practical, and they just killed it. It's, it's fantastic all the way through. Also, refrigerating all of the sets <laughs> to like 40 degrees in, in L.A. So it's 100 degrees outside. It's 40 degrees on the set.
0: That's awesome. I thought
1: it was a was a good way to do it.
0: I want to work on ice movies. Dreadley, did you have a number?
3: I also was going to give it a 10, because uh, while watching it, I was like, this all looks Good, and it holds up in HD now. So, damn, and a fucking spider head. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ!
2: click, click, click,
1: Ah, ah. I think that's the biggest testament for it is that it holds up. It's forty okay. years old and it still looks that good.
0: Yeah, this was going to be my my ten as well. Like, I'm pretty sure I gave a ten to Jaws. And I would give a ten to Alien, and and like there are a few movies that I feel have that perfect, or maybe not perfect, but you know it's up there. And uh, and this is just one of them, and and it's it's body horror, but it's it's almost so beautiful that it doesn't bother me the way that a lot of other like more disgusting body horror does, like you know chicken movies perhaps. Society society shit like yeah I can't deal with that that's gross
1: does make you wonder though like in the world of this movie how bad does it smell in that place (laughs) oh god
0: (laughs) I mean it was already a bunch of men so probably pretty bad to begin with
1: it's already a bunch of guys they're probably on a high protein diet and dogs (laughs) so it's not going to smell great to begin with now you're adding in dead bodies weird aliens full of goop and people dying all over the place. Like, And bear in mind, too, that as bad as it smells, it's cold, which means it's not as bad as it could be.
2: Except when they light everything on fire.
1: Well, there's that. <laughs> it smells good. <laughs> Barbecue.
0: Nom, nom, nom. Oh, my God. Mm. This is the weirdest rabbit hole I'm about to go down. But, like, watching that Adam Black Adam movie. There was a there was a doctor Strange type character played by Pierce Brosnan. no it's and it's
1: Pierce Brosnan playing Dr Fate but yeah.
0: Dr Fate that's it but you just said uh <laughs> bear in mind and so I was thinking bear in mind like Baron like <laughs> bear in mind and that would have been like the uh the the uh the third option of not Marvel not DC but like the third dollar store version of <laughs>
1: That character. I'm. am really glad that I'm not the only one who has a brain that does that. Like I, it. It, it comforts me to know <laughs> that other people do that too.
0: I'm just crazy. Bear in mind, though. I would like that. <laughs> so we all. Yeah. Okay. So. That'll wrap so three
1: up of the two? four of us, oh, three fine. of the four of us know that this is a ten out of ten movie in terms <laughs> of the special effects, and one person is unfairly harsh. Today,
0: Look, if we averaged, unfairly harsh. average, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so we average the scores, and what is it? It's a, it's nine a nine and a half. Nine and a half. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, almost mm-hmm. nothing's going to hit that, except maybe, like I said, Alien and Jaws was. Jaws was up there, right? Somebody, somebody, write if you just recently listened to Jaws, because I can't. Rem- I'm pretty sure we gave it. Well, I gave it a ten, I think. Right? Uh, no, I, did I give I, it a I nine? Either I, I gave it a nine it a or 10. a ten. <laughs> what? There's not like what was bad. Like, <laughs> <and it's, laughs> leave the shark alone. <laughs> the shark wasn't bad. I think we gave it extra points for not showing it as much as we wanted to see it. That's going to wrap up the thirteen for this episode. Do we have a body count? Everyone, but that's not a number. All but two. Sixteen. <laughs> let's let's just say it's sixteen people.
1: Well, it's uh, it's the twelve people at the American base, and then um, three Norwegians.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So fifteen minus dogs. two,
2: so eleven.
1: Well, no, you're and assuming that they dogs. didn't die at the end. They died.
0: They eventually die. Yes. <laughs> well. Technically, apparently, there's a video game and McCready makes there's it. A comic?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it a comic? I was reading there was a video game. There's a video game there of the thing as well. Yeah. Oh. Because mm-hmm. it said there was a video game. I've never played it or nothing, but they said that the uh, child succumbed to hypothermia, but then McCready survives. But we don't know if he's even the thing still. So. But like that's not canon so it doesn't count games are different and now we'll play what the hell was that it's where we play a clip from our next movie provided by our clip curator dreadly play the clip dreadly oh hey silence <laughs>
1: What, you been here before? Hey, uh, you know, I don't think you should be taking that many. I mean, you could, you could die.
0: If only it were that easy. Can you guess that movie? Give it a try on Twitter or Blue Sky. And don't forget to tag the show. And if no one guesses it, we'll still post our gift clues. So be sure to follow us at Gore Podcast. First person to guess it correctly gets a shout-out the next episode. And you could be like Squatch, who very, very covertly guessed End of Days. Congratulations! Thanks. we didn't get any emails but if you'd like to email the show you can do that at gorepodcast13 at gmail.com we have a Patreon so if you'd like to support us you can do that by going to patreon.com slash gore13 we have a website so check us out at gorepodcast.com and if you'd like to support us in some non-monetary ways, feel free to leave a five-star review on your podcast app of choice. But until the next episode, Travis, where can people find you?
1: Any of the social media platforms is TV's Travis, or just go to TV'sTravis.com.
0: Hey, where can people find you? On Twitter at Chibi Phelan. And finally, Dreadly, tell people how they can travel to the bowels of hell to find you.
3: Uh, just head on over to com, and you'll follow linkages to Twitter and Twitch and Blue Sky and all of that. And where can people find you, Wicked Kitten?
0: You can follow me on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Twitch at WickedKitten13. Thank you everyone for listening. And I hope we made it a little harder to fall asleep tonight.
1: You gotta be fucking kidding.
0: You gotta be fucking kidding.